Welcome to this edition of At The Mic. I'm your host, Keith Malinak. This week, I hope you'll indulge my walk down memory lane with my childhood friend, Ben Payne. He's got to be the person I've known longer than anyone in my life who isn't in my family. And our conversation is next. Do you have a flavorful cup full of hot coffee in the morning that helps you get going? Well, have you tried American Pride Roasters coffee? They are my absolute favorite. I was a client of theirs before they were a client of this program. I absolutely love American Pride Roasters coffee. And before I knew who they were, our late friend and yours, Doc Thompson, was a fan. See, in early 2013, APR was into its second year of existence, but was really only a farmer's market type business. They had an online presence, but they only filled about a dozen orders throughout their first year of existence. But on a cold, rainy November night in Omaha, Nebraska, APR Coffee founder Dave Matthews fulfilled a promise that he made to Doc months earlier to make a bacon coffee. And that changed the trajectory of Dave's life. Doc Thompson decided instead of just thanking him for creating the Doc Thompson's Bacon Blast, he could make APR Coffee the official coffee of his show, The Morning Blaze. In the coming weeks and months, orders began pouring in, and Doc Thompson always seemed to find creative ways to bring people into the APR family, sometimes in numbers so overwhelming that it forced APR to immediately adapt and grow. While Doc's favorite blend was the Bacon Blast, mine is the peanut butter-infused George Washington Carver blend. But there's so many more flavors to explore, and I hope you're going to go discover yours at aprcoffee.com. Use offer code ATM. Get yourself 10% off your order. Yumminess is waiting to be discovered at aprcoffee.com. You're listening to At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. Ben Payne has been my friend nearly my entire life, and that, <laughs> that takes some effort. He sat down with me and we talked about his life growing up in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, how it apparently ended. Yeah, that's right. Apparently, Ben's life uh, actually has already ended back when he was in high school, and, and we're going to talk about that. He also explains uh, why I should blame an invading army for a cracked oil pan that uh, my 87 Honda Accord suffered when I was a teenager. Uh, the walk down memory lane with my friend Ben Payne starts right now on At The Mic. Ben, before we get started, I want the audience to listen carefully. You may hear the sounds of Nana in the background preparing our lunch. Our, uh, my former Sunday school teacher. That's right! That is right. Man, we go way back. We do. How old were we when we uh, first met each other? Oh my gosh, five or six? Potentially, something along those lines. So, 40 years ago. Oh, no. <laughs> that hurts. All right. That hurts. Maybe, maybe, we were, maybe we were two or three. Let's look at it from that perspective. <laughs> okay. Uh, you were born and raised in Cobb County, Georgia. I was. Just like me. Yeah, absolutely. Right here, Metro Atlanta. Marietta. Marietta. I went to Walton High School. You went to Sprayberry Sp- High School. Go Jackets. Go Jackets. Yeah. So, we, of course, originally crossed paths. Through church. Yes. Roswell Street Baptist Church. Oh, yes. That church, just like this county, has changed so much. But it probably still sucks the soul out of everyone who goes there. But it still sucks the soul out of everyone who goes... Wait, you're talking about the county or the <laughs> Yes. Uh, so you live in... You're still in Metro Atlanta. I am. I'm in Roswell, Georgia. You're in Roswell. Go Hornets. Go Hornets. Wait. 
You're, so you're wait. So you have divided loyalties be between flying insects, the <laughs> yellow jackets, and the hornets. Uh, never, but uh, I support the home team. Okay. I remember when we were growing up, you were going to go to college to major in English. Correct. And you wanted to write scripts for what at the time was WWF. Now, WWE. That is correct. That would have been so much fun. It really would have been. Yeah. Um, and I, I almost made it. I got an interview with CNN. Wait a minute. Hold on. Let's back up here because we spent a lot of time down at CNN Center, you know, near the Omni Absolutely. in Atlanta. Yeah. Because I remember when we were in there, that's when you told me that. And I thought, well, this is where you come, right? I mean, this is where that's, you would. Yeah. Would, right. So you actually tell me this story. What? I, I had an interview. Um, and the interview was essentially to work at CNN. I'd be pushing paper. There was a friend of mine who was in a creative writing class, who ironically enough, his name was Benji, uh, who got me an interview at, uh, at CNN. And I went there and I failed miserably. No. I stuttered. Oh. I basically couldn't remember my name. Oh. It was awful. So things uh -huh. just were not meant to be. Last laugh was on them, though, because then uh, WCW went out of business like two years later. So, Because you were a big wrestling fan. I absolutely you was. You knew all the storylines. You could have written those scripts off the top of your head. Without a doubt. Some people grew up on Dukes of Hazard. I grew up on Ric Flair, Sting, and Lex Luger. There you go. That Oh, man. That, just for the record, we've all had interviews like that. I mean, I, I see mine right now in Raleigh, North Carolina at a radio station. Ooh. And so it was a very similar situation where it was like, there's a point in the interview where the goal is no longer to land the job, but just to get out of that room. I understand completely. <laughs> On the bright side, you didn't have to live in Raleigh, North Carolina, though, yeah. so it all worked out. Uh, I don't know. It might have been nice. Uh Home of the Connells. Yeah, I mean, that's, a, well, that's I mean, one more reason not to live in Raleigh, North Carolina. It's also the home of Bull Durham, isn't it? Uh, is that what? Well, no, that would be, I'm getting confused. That'd be Durham, North Carolina. Oh, all right. It's well, just down the road. So be it. I mean, they do call, in fairness to you, it, the area is Raleigh-Durham. See? There we go. So there, there we go. Okay. So you have two brothers. I do. An older and a younger. I do. Okay, hold on. Billy is the older one? Billy is the older. I don't think I've ever met him. Really? Yeah, because whenever I would come over to your house, I mean, he was long gone. Yeah. How was, much older than... He's than, 10 years older than yeah, I am, so he was almost more of an uncle than a uh, brother growing up. <laughs> right. And then your younger brother... Nathan. Nathan, who I would like to point out is much cooler than you. Um, much more intelligent, at least. <laughs> so how are they doing? They're doing very well. Nathan is an Ivy League-educated architect. Wow. Uh, yes, he has uh, spun off his little family of his own. Likewise, had the good... Uh, Good taste to move to Roswell, Georgia. And uh, my older brother just became a minister at a church in Alpharetta. So he and I have really reconnected. Okay. It's, uh, it's been great. Yeah. He lives in Sandy Springs now, he and his lovely wife. So So that's cool to have both of your siblings that close. Yeah, it absolutely is. That's really it's, cool. It's been cool to reconnect. What kind of buildings is Nathan creating? This is what's funny. He's been one of the folks who've profited through this uh, this pandemic we've had on. Uh, he is now redesigning schools and churches. So instead of going through and building new schools and building new churches, a lot of these places have gone through and just decided to update their existing buildings. So he <laughs> he's the person who brings the 1970s schoolhouses that uh, you and I went to up yeah. to modern day technology. Okay. All right. Well, you ended up going to school at the University of Georgia. I did. Which I think, correct me if I'm wrong, was your plan from the moment 
you thought about college. It was actually my dad's plan from the moment I thought about college, but I, <laughs> I didn't disappoint him. Right, right, right. So you went to school for English. How was your college experience? Because it, that, I, mean, I, I went to Nebraska. Sure. So that, that's where you and I just kind of... We veered away. We veered away because we're on different sides of the country and really remained that way. Thankfully, we were able to stay connected through fantasy football. Fantasy football, correct. And as I've said before on this podcast... I'm I'm a very annoying uh, owner in our league. Yes. In that in that I am constantly sending trade offers and getting rejected summarily eh, 95% of the time. Absolutely. But anyhow, so at least we had that that was a common thread. A common thread. Right. That was something that that we could stay in touch through. But it's always cool to come back to Atlanta for the fantasy football draft, see you guys and I'm getting way off track cuz I want to get back to the University of Georgia, but <laughs> but you're married now, I Rebecca. I am, the lovely and, blonde. Right. So um, did you guys, you didn't meet at the University we of We did not. Rebecca okay. went to Florida State. So. Oh, my. Oh, yes. So how did y'all meet? We met first job out of college. Uh, she had just moved to Atlanta, and uh, I was recently graduated, so she didn't know anybody, and we worked at the same company. I oh, took is her. that the only way it works for you? Yes. Like, if, if, if she doesn't know anybody, then... Basically, she felt she felt sorry for me, <laughs> I felt sorry for her, and we just flocked together. Okay, all right, cool. All right, so so that's that's where you guys met shortly after college. Yes. So let's back up just a second here. Go to the University of Georgia. You did end up majoring in English. I did. How was your college experience? I had a blast. Yeah. I really did. It's, you know, there's a lot of things I regret that I didn't do because of um, it just, I was so focused on paying my way through school and uh, making sure that I stayed the straight and narrow that I, there's a lot of things I would do differently. Hmm. Overall, I uh, I had a really, really good time. That's good. That's yeah. good. Did you get out of there in four years or take longer? Uh, four years and a summer. So yeah, same here. 4.25. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you obviously didn't end up writing wrestling scripts. Unfortunately. Do you ever think about maybe going back and trying? I, I hadn't thought about that, honestly, until huh. you brought that up. Oh. So I'm. So is uh, that a good thing or a bad thing I no, brought that no, up? No, no, no. You know, it's <laughs> funny because wrestling now sucks, so they yeah. need somebody to come through and rewrite their scripts. I made the mistake of watching wrestling again for the first time in like a decade a couple of weeks ago, and it was brutally bad. So uh, so maybe I could be the, uh, was the, the shining act- knight. Hold on. Was the acting bad, the writing bad, both? There was no wrestling. They were just talking. They'd get up and they'd yell at each other and then they would uh, and then they wouldn't wrestle it's just like they yell at each other for 30 minutes they go to commercial then they'd yell again for 30 minutes it was just dumb that's that's too bad yeah, well, maybe is. you should reapply i will but you are happy selling insurance now correct uh sir risk management providing risk management oh. advice let's not do the selling insurance i don't want to be <laughs> accused of that so what's the difference uh, the difference is you don't want to uh, step in an elevator with a uh, an insurance salesman. Okay. You'd say you don't. I don't want that mystique. The guy who is basically pressuring all of his friends and that type of thing. Okay. At this point, I've been with my company long enough that I have a an existing book of clients, and that's good. I'm more of an advisor than I am trying to go through and actively chase down other people. That's so, good. Yeah, it is good. You can have a sip of water now. Uh, behind the scenes here, I've just been stopping him. Every time he's trying to take a sip, I'll just jump in with another question real quick, just because I'm a jerk like that. <sighs> there it is. There it is. Okay. I will say, if you ever wanted another job, I always thought, and, and 
don't get any ideas. I'm never going to run for president. Uh oh. But I always thought if I were the president of the United States, Benjamin Payne would be my press secretary. Oh, all right. Oh, I absolutely. Could, I could handle that. This guy that I'm talking to, and I don't know if it's going to come out in the podcast or not, but he can spin anything. He literally—that's why I'm good at my job. Literally can spin anything. So I always thought. If I needed a press secretary, someone to deflect, uh, you know, um, uh, questions from the media, this would be the guy right here to, 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 to be the shield for me. We would be unstoppable. This is actually a great idea. I'm not, no, I'm not running for president. Oh, all right. Well, disregard. But if I ever need a press secretary in some other capacity, you're the first person I'm calling. Well, I appreciate that. So that, that is a compliment to say that, that for me to tell you that, that you can spin anything to make it sound positive. I'm trying to compliment you I in my awkward that. way. That, no, no, no. That's, my, uh, that's kind of my calling card is positivity. You have worked in IT for IBM. Oh, it was horrible. So hold on. I didn't even know that you had that kind of information technology background. Oh, I didn't. It was just I was got out of college in 98 and nobody was hiring. Mm. Well, obviously, CNN shot me down <laughs> and I didn't crap the bed in my interview with uh, IBM. So I worked with them for a while. How long? Uh, about a year and a half. So you were the guy that people bug, like, hey, what does this do? Or oh, why no, is no, this no, no, working? No. Do you remember Gateway Computers? Yes, the I computers do. in the cow box? Yeah, yeah. People don't realize what a horrible, horrible, awful home computer that was. Because <laughs> I fielded calls all day long trying to set up arrangements for tech to go and meet people whose computers had melted down. Literally had melted down. Oh. So I got to deal with the angry... 58-year-old housewife who had spent her entire month savings on a box of cow and then essentially direct a redneck on-site repairman and it, it was it was brutal it oh, was absolutely man. brutal it's where my drinking habit began no it didn't stop it you well, started in college well i did start a little bit in college but it's where it flourished just when i got out of college <laughs> See, and I didn't start till 35. I know, that's crazy. We yeah. missed out on a lot of drinking games together. <laughs> well, we sure did. That, that, see, that's the thing. That's the thing. You and I growing up in a Southern Baptist church where drinking was severely frowned upon. Dun, dun, dun. Right. Drinking, dancing, um, fill in the blank. It was yeah, wrong. Yeah, basically. Gen <laughs> general, general fun or right. debauchery. Yes, right. exactly. One and the same. So my liver has some... Time to make up. No, for, absolutely. Right? Well it's, done. It's it's still got some legs under it. Sure. But what is your favorite kind of alcohol to drink, sir? You know, I've been known to partake of a of a scotch every now and then. Mm. Uh, the blonde and I will have a uh, <laughs> have a glass of Malbec once in a uh, once in a blue moon. But I, I don't drink like I used to. Huh. Yeah. Well. You and I have never had drinks together. Ever. No, 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 no. That's we never happened. Not, not once. Not once. Not, not once. All. Never. Okay. Uh, other jobs. I, I got to ask you about this. I started out shoveling horse crap for 20 bucks a week in high school. That was the best job I've ever had. Where do you where what do you even apply for? Yeah, I happen to uh, happen to live down the road from somebody who owned multiple horses. Okay, and they didn't have any kids, and I was voluntold to go shovel horse. Crap. Oh, is this kind of like your college choice with your dad? Voluntold, Base, basically. <laughs> voluntold. I gotta write that down. Voluntold. Absolutely. <laughs> so okay. So in other words, you didn't you didn't find an ad in the paper that said, "Hey, 
come shovel horse poop. No, it was more after uh, school, I'd, after track practice, I would uh, go home and shovel horse crap mm. up yeah, until dinner. That's right. I forgot. You did a lot of track or cross country or both. All of the above. Yeah, yes, you were. I forgot about that. You were really big into because you were on the Sprayberry High School team. Go Jackets! How did you do? I did pretty well. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did pretty. Any well. trophies? I have quite a few trophies. They're still in my uh, still in my closet somewhere. <laughs> right. So they've they've served me well by collecting <laughs> dust in the closet. I'm not kidding you. I think my trophies are at a Salvation Army right now somewhere. Well, you should let me know where they're at. I'll go buy them and Aww, give them back to you. Thanks. They're, they're meaningless. No. They're, they're just little t-ball and, and well and remember when we played church basketball league together that Dude, was hold on that that may have been these that may have been the worst <laughs> athletic event that i have ever I, like, it, it was awful it was awful but hold on before you continue this story i am awful at basketball and this came up on a recent episode with zach reimer yeah. a college buddy of mine who's also in our fantasy football league sure and i was as bad as a kid at Roswell Street as I was in the rec league at the University of Nebraska. All right. So I've been the common thread of these really crappy teams, just nice. so you know. All right. But yes, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, we used to play in this gym that was never warm. No. It was. It was. I forgot about that. It was freezing. I swear there was no insulation in that building. No. We didn't know what we were doing. I didn't even know the rules, quite frankly. I, I remember the last season. I didn't score a single point. It's it's virtually impossible to not score a point. I remember the coach at the very last game, there was a technical foul. Foul. And um, he felt so bad for me, he gave me the opportunity to go shoot two free throws. Oh, look at you. Yeah, yeah. I, I missed both Clang of them. them it, it, was, it was horrible. I, I don't think I scored any points any year <laughs> with the Roswell Street team. Um, I, in fact, I think there was this one game where – and I just I alluded to the fact I didn't I don't know the rules whatever, I think I brought the ball back into our side of the court, and some guy was playing defense really close, so I just took it to the other side. And I'm like, get away, you know. That's hilarious. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the ref blows his whistle. I'm like, what? He, I mean, I was thinking, did he touch me? Did I just get fouled? No, no, that's called backcourt. Oh yes, <laughs> they're so, back. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. Well, I'm starting to see. Common thread as to why Roswell Street Baptist Church's basketball teams are always so bad. Yep, that would be me. So you ran track and cross country and all sorts of good stuff at Sprayberry. Did you want to continue to do that in college? Was the offer not there? It's a, what's funny was I uh, you know I met some friends uh, who were were competitors of mine in uh, beautiful Cobb County, Georgia. And uh, we reconnected at UGA, and they asked me to come out and try out for the cross-country team. Hmm. I thought I was still pretty fast, and I found out I would have been a mediocre woman cross-country runner. So at that point, <laughs> I decided— You were before your time, I, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, there we go. Do you have any eligibility it. left? You could I, I still have four years as far see? as I'm concerned. So yeah. give it a shot, That's man. That's a fantastic idea. Get some more trophies that way, I guarantee you. We could put some more trophies in my closet. <laughs> okay, so sticking with high school— 
you talk about one of your most embarrassing moments. Tell us about the time you, because you had a super cool truck, right? The old. Oh man! I mean, that thing was, and 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 maybe as a high school kid, and I don't know, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but maybe as a high school kid, you didn't appreciate it as much as you would I, have now. No, it was it was a it was the bane of my existence whenever I was in high school. And what kind of truck? What, how 1962 Ford F100. It was it absolutely. Was... Gorgeous. Now. You meant to say yeah, cool. Absolutely. You said absolutely. gorgeous. Now, yeah. Now, now I look at it and think, man, boy, did I miss that stupid truck. No, I, uh, seriously. It's it's a it was a fantastic leaf springs had like six cylinders. Only four of them worked. It was amazing. It was the kind of vehicle that, from my perspective, when I would pull into your driveway, I would say, "That's a cool old truck right there." Absolutely. But I didn't have to drive it anywhere. No, it was a pain, <laughs> it was a pain in the ass to drive. It was a complete pain. In the I ass. bet. I bet. But that was your transportation. It absolutely was. Um, you got into a wreck in I front of your did. high school? That's right, got to be the worst. Right in front of the high school. Oh. Yeah. The bright side of a 1962 Ford F-100 is that it doesn't have power anything. First and foremost, there's no power brakes. So it took oh. me a good 30 to 40 yards to slow down. And uh, whenever the Honda in front of me whose parents bought their daughter a very nice little Honda and uh, my truck decided to put an end to that fungus life. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yes. Right oh, no. in front of the high school. It oh. was incredible. Did, did anybody get hurt? No one got hurt. Allegedly, however, I was killed in the accident. <laughs> Whenever I uh, made it to high school, uh, there were there were numerous teachers who were, were crying and that sort of thing. One of them, I walked into my, uh, my math class, and literally, the math teacher was like, holy God, I thought you were dead. <laughs> So all of my idiot friends decided to play a prank on the teachers and say that I was killed in the accident that, that everybody in the school witnessed. Horrible. Oh, it was actually made me appreciate things. It's like yeah. getting to witness your own funeral, I guess. Okay. So you were probably shocked. Oh my gosh, these teachers apparently like me? <laughs> well, I don't think they like me. They just didn't want to have to go to my funeral. <laughs> uh, let's see here. You and Rebecca have a cute little puppy. We do, Layla. I- I'm telling you, I love this creature. In fact, at the last fantasy football draft, she was she helped me. Did she, you really? she helped me draft a team. Did you try to offer a trade? <laughs> no. No. I was like, there's a milk bone in here for you if you, no, if you give me go. another pick. That's right. I forgot we did the draft from my house this yeah, year. Yeah. So, uh, sweet dog. Because I arrived there before y'all did. That's right. Okay. And so I, I came into your house, and then I... I, I'm, this is a good time as any to tell you. I, I took some of your valuables, put them into the rental car out front. You should have taken I, those trophies that were in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Okay. <laughs> and then I came back in and act like I just got there. So oh, okay, just FYI. Cool. Right, nice. no, so I came in there and Layla was um, not happy that I was there. She knew that someone was there that shouldn't be. Right. But I'm telling you, though, in just a couple seconds, she warmed up. and She's not exactly a ferocious guard dog. Right. Well, but she's a sweetheart. She is. And, and, uh, and I want to... You know what? Let's just stop this interview now over here at Nana's, and let's just go over to your house just so I can play with Layla. She's my girl. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. She's my girl. Her and Matilda, my little Chihuahua Beagle mix, would be uh, great little... There we go. They'd be great friends. Layla's part Chihuahua. Maybe that's what it is. There it is. Okay. But you've always been an animal person, right? Of course I have. Yeah. Remind me of the pets you had growing up. Patches. That was my first dog. What are you thinking? Patches? You're thinking... um... Do you have a cat hanging around there? I did not have a cat. Okay. You're misremembering. Wouldn't be the first time. No. Okay. When did Patches die? Pa- oh, Patches. Patches were my... Oh, 
this is now we're really going to go into a oh no the dark hole. Are you going to cry? No, I may. Oh. Uh, my dad ran over patches. He and my mom had had a horrible argument. My dad, in a huff, got in his car, threw it in reverse, and ran over my dog. When was this? I was probably I get I was in high school, so it may have been junior year. Oh. Had that dog for my entire life. He was like 15, 16 years old, and my dad ran him over. Wow. Moment of silence for Patches. You don't have any scotch around here, do you? Uh, not in this house. <laughs> okay. Well, that's right. And we will pause for Patches. Hmm. Good boy. Dang, dude. I know. He was my good that's... boy. Ah! Okay, so... Okay, let's talk about your parents for a second here. Oh, because... You said that they got into an argument. I got to be honest with you. Every time I was over there, everybody was on their best behavior, quite frankly. Like, you're, like your dad is a quiet guy. Oh, he is. He is. Yeah. My dad's a wonderful Southern man. Okay. So, yeah, he's he's the epitome of Southern gentlemen in every good way that you can imagine. But see, because the reason I'm thinking about your dad and the reason it came to mind that he was so calm and quiet from my memories is because... In your email answers, you talk about one of your earliest memories being him yelling at the TV at a Georgia Bulldogs football game. Yes. Which I can totally respect. Absolutely. But then you mentioned the whole argument thing. I'm like, okay, I, what's going on here? I think there's a lot of pent-up uh, pent emotions. That, uh, that probably happened to anyone who uh, sure. doesn't uh, drink. So that's <laughs> a, uh, that, maybe that's, uh, that's where it okay. happened. Okay. So are they still over at the house you they grew still, up in? They still, they absolutely are. They live at... Uh, we don't live... need the address. Oh, no, 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 no. I was going to say, I was trying to think of... They, they live in the shadow of Kennesaw Mountain. Yeah. So, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Very cool. I bet I could... I bet I could totally... I know I could. I could totally get to that house yeah, I'm, now. I'm certain you could. And it's yeah. funny how many of my friends still have my phone number memorized for my childhood phone number. They still have a landline, so... Hold on. Let's talk about your driveway real quick Ooh. at your house. I cracked an oil pan with my little 87 Honda Accord in your driveway. On my parents' driveway? Yeah, because... It, it is steep. It, well, and it was it was night, and the sides of it drop off, and like these like um, uh, sewer concrete deals. Yes. Do you know what that was? That was actually a Civil War trench. That was a Civil War trench that they turned into a ditch in my front yard. For real? Yeah, for real. So that's a, there so were wait. all sorts of trenches because of we were so close to Kennesaw Mountain. Now, hang on a second. I should have filed the repair paperwork with the uh, Department federal, of War or federal something. government, absolutely. Right? We should have. Because I was clearly a victim of the Civil War. We were 30 years ahead of our time. They're paying for everything else now. They could have paid for your oil pan. Right? Oh, man. That's pretty, that's fascinating. I thought so. That is, oh, yeah. I, I'm surprised that, that, your yard isn't on a protected piece of land or something. Uh, yeah, I think we were just outside yeah. the uh, just outside that. But we'd find all sorts of mini balls and yeah. uh, bayonets and that kind of stuff growing up. It's really cool. Same here in Nana's yard. Um, this used to be a farmland. Yeah, there was a, a couple of major battles uh, close by here, right. and in in the yard when they moved in shortly thereafter, they found like you said bullets, mini balls, all sorts of stuff. In fact. Um, a kid across the street, uh, maybe 20 years ago, with a metal detector out here, found a belt buckle in their yard. That's pretty cool. I should have, oh boy, should have a talk. Right? You should, absolutely. Like, exactly. Where did you find that again? Well, it depends on whose side he was. Yeah. Uh, the, the buckle was on. Well, it, it was, get this. That's funny you say that. It was just half of it. it so it was an S. 
And the S was the exact same for US and CS. Interesting. And so there's no way to know. Well, there we go. Whose belt buckle it was. Good guys or bad guys. So you play golf still. I do. Right? Uh, it may have been the first obama administration since i've been able to play really? I, it's depressing it is because i it tore up my elbow it's a long story but every time i get out there and just when you think hey i can go play golf now right i'll tell you what exactly what happened it had been years since i played golf and we went to a falcons game and they had like a thing set up like you know hit a hole in one win a mercedes right? sure and it was into a computer backdrop so right. you know nobody was ever going to make that shot shocking how that works because the computer was probably programmed to say sponsored oh, by mercedes thank you exactly right. yeah and so i thought you know i haven't hit the ball in a few years i bet my elbow's ready to go mm -hmm. and i just took the one shot and my elbow Exploded. for the next three weeks was just and i ended up having to get another surgery so now i'm just I'm, I'm terrified to play, but I am going to try here very soon, so we will see. There you go. Do you remember that you and I used to play golf at the that little, it was a defunct country club in Marietta. It was over next to Mount Trashmore. Like when we when we first got out of college, yep. you were living in Smyrna. Mm -hmm. I was living in, I think I was living in Dunwoody then. But like we would go through and play golf for free Yeah. until like the guy who Right, so a guy would go out there and mow three yeah. holes yeah. every week or so. And we'd throw him a couple bucks. You, yeah, and it was like a membership to this abandoned golf course. Which was fantastic. It was so perfect. It absolutely was perfect. We were broke. We wanted to play golf. Nobody was going to bother you there. Not at all. And, of course, like you said, it's now a neighborhood. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> With $800,000 houses, But I'm sure. there was that sweet spot of time where it all came together absolutely. and we could play three holes of golf there every night absolutely yeah. so you still get to play golf i do that's good what's your handicap it is probably hovers between an eight and an 18 i'd say i'm closer to a uh to an eight right now well, look at you yeah well, stepping up you don't want to play with me <laughs> no, no i well you will you will now if you play down to your competition it could be a good time that's a good point otherwise no i mean because you gotta understand i played junior golf starting when i was 12 years old so every summer i would play every tuesday really yeah yeah every tuesday i would play and i just never got better never <laughs> and as i got older i could crush the ball yeah absolutely i remember that but i just can't aim it oh uh, well you know <laughs> starting to see similarities in your golf game and your basketball game <laughs> There you go. So what's so depressing is it wasn't until... So keep in mind, I was playing golf every week, and I lived on a golf course, and I would go out in the evenings. I mean, this is going to sound so bad. From uh, age 12, and it wasn't until... Uh, how old was I then? 21. It wasn't until I was 27 years old, Ben. 27 years old, yeah. That I finally broke 100. That's... <laughs> Awful. That is horrible. What course did you break 100 on? Was it this when you were in Charleston? No, this is Omaha. Omaha. Yeah. Okay. So we lived in Omaha briefly between Houston and Charleston. Got it. I, I, I will never forget it. I, like, I was so excited. Like It was on Mother's Day 2004. Nice. Because I remember the weather you know, in Omaha, it's finally nice for the first time in six months. I'm sorry, it's Mother's Day. I'm going to go play golf. Got to cool. get outside. Cool. Cool. You, cool. you were cool, right? All right. Cool. I'm out of here. So I went and I played with the brothers-in-law and 
broke hundred. I'm awesome. talking about it like I just shot par at Augusta. That's. <laughs> but that's that's two each to run. Right. Absolutely. So, anyway, small victories. Right. So, like I said, you don't really want to be playing golf with me. <laughs> it's uh, I, I'm I I take about. 20 backup golf balls with me it's it's all about hanging out though it's, it's all, all about, about the hang yeah. and i'm telling you the worse the weather the better i play okay and that's a fact my brother-in-law the more he drinks the better he plays and so i think the best round for both of us of our lives when it was cold and rainy and windy and nasty in omaha nebraska years ago he had way too many and it was a uh, driving rain and they didn't close the course we both look like golf pros, quite frankly. There you day. go. All so right. All was, right. Excellent. Back to the conversation with Ben Payne in just a moment. But first, let's talk about getting yourself some better sleep or getting you through anxiety or any depression that you may be suffering from. The solution for you could be just as easy as heading to Dr. Monroe's CBD. Dot com. Once you're there, check out the CBD-infused gummies that they offer. They're soft, they're chewy, they're made with real sugar, no fake stuff. Gummies are great for those just being introduced to the world of CBD. And in addition to the great benefits I already mentioned, they can help with bouts of nausea, pain, inflammation as well. CBD gummies. They're from Dr. Monroe, they're versatile, and they could be exactly what you need. Get over to Dr. Monroe's CBD.com, use the promo code Keith, that's K-E-I-T-H, you're going to get 15% off your entire order. Why not give it a shot? See if CBD is right for you. Dr. Monroe's CBD.com. Promo code Keith for 15% off. One of the things that you and I had in common growing up, and still today, I think, is music. Yes. We were big U2 fans. Absolutely. But when you went off on the more Van Halen, hard rock, Metallica right. type route. Absolutely. I went to the more depressing, emo you know, whatever. Sad bastard music. As we Sad, call it. thank you. But what's happened in recent years is Ben has joined me on that side. I've come back around. <laughs> so, yeah. So tell us, because what I think is so cool, you've got this room in your house that is nothing but records, wall to wall. How Absolutely. many vinyl albums do you think you Around 900. It's, I, I love it. I love this room. And it, it's, just, it's just fascinating to have you send me a video of a Radiohead vinyl album playing. Yes, you know. I I abhorred Radiohead. You're the one who turned me on to them. Huh. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I had much to do with it. It wasn't until Pete came into your life. And, well, no, because you illegally downloaded Radiohead, or at least illegally burned Radiohead copies for me, and oh. uh, sent me every single Radiohead album. That's not illegal. I was, I was loaning them to Lo you. That's right. You, you just haven't returned them yet. I have not. I so have not. it's really on you. It kind of is. That's Thief? my fault. Yes, it okay. is. So, wow, I didn't, I didn't realize that. Huh. Okay. So what would you say if you had to right now pick three albums because i really respect your musical opinion what are, right. what are what are your three favorite albums right now right now because then i have a follow-up question to that right now um i would say i'm gonna go a little old school siamese dream from smashing pumpkins good choice um the three eps by the beta band and I was listening to Joshua Tree on the mm. way over here today, and I forgot what a phenomenal album that is. It's okay. Still not my favorite U2 album. Yeah. But o Octoon, right? Octoon, hey, here's Octoon right. Baby. Yay. Cheers. That's what yeah. actually we built our friendship on was Octoon Baby. I think so. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, and that's why I wanted to ask you, what, what? it's not a fair question, but if you could think back to your high school days, 
what would your three favorite albums have been, say, as a senior in high school compared to the three you just mentioned? Hawk Tune still ranks up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, you know, it's funny. My, my tastes keep on, they, they are circular. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm back in the 1990s right now. Okay. So, okay. So I was just wondering if your current favorite albums would be similar, at least in a genre, to your 90s favorite albums. And they are. Kind of similar, yeah. They are right? they as are. far as sound, uh, but in between, you, I've learned new wave and country and yeah. all of these various things that I used to just sit around and abhor. Yeah, and just now you have to give everything a chance, except rap. I've never been able to do no, rap. I don't no, know what it is. No, you're among friends. Yes. So you mentioned in the email, it's all over now, baby blue. Oh, great! Song. By Van Morrison, right? right. Actually, a band called them, but Van Morrison. Right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you had mentioned in there how Beck ripped off the song. Well, okay. he covered it. Yeah, absolutely. Or at least ripped off the main riff. Okay, so I didn't know... He riffed off the song. Right. You didn't put what Beck song it was. So when I listened to the Van Morrison, the Them album, or song, I quickly identified, that's Jackass by Beck. Absolutely. Uh, it was so blatant. And right. so as far as you know... There was no credit there or no, anything like that? No, okay. because it was kind of an unknown them song. Right, because, I mean, this is... And people can look this up on their own time if they're interested, but I've seen this happen so much. Better Than Ezra, good. The bass line, completely ripped off by a band called Chain Poets in the song, ironically enough, called Counterfeiter Moon. Hmm. Go check that out. Uh, there's a Tears for Fears song, Call Me Mellow, It's Not a Hit, whatever, but ripped off the laws there she goes but my point is my examples your examples are so clear yet the one that we know of that went to court was george harrison and my sweet lord ripping off the chiffons he's so fine right that is the big one and <sighs> well don't forget uh was it uh, huey lewis who sued uh, ray parker jr for ghostbusters which right. sounds absolutely nothing like the huey lewis song yeah that's right Huey Lewis, you best. Was it I Want a New Drug? Yes, it was. And it was um, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters song. Yeah. 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 But it's just amazing the things that that are successful in court and the ones that you're like the only person on the planet that ever points it out to anyone. Right. That are more obvious. And you think about it, but you've only got 12 chords. So eventually (laughs) you mix them up. They're going to sound the same one way or another. Right. So that's that's my whole thing. Yeah, so growing up, you and I shared musical tastes. And we this did. was before the internet. And somehow you got a... Was it you that got a hold of it? Or was it me? Who who got a hold of like these um, stolen Octung Baby That was you. And that was sessions. fantastic. I remember we listened to that in your little gold accord probably <laughs> the entire summer. Everywhere we went, we were playing it. Remember uh, because The Edge had that one guitar riff that he tried to force into He's going to find a place song. for it, yeah. It was uh, until the end of the world. But yeah. every single song, he, uh, yeah. he tried to force that guitar riff in. Uh, that was fascinating. Okay, so... I- so it's not like you could just get on a computer and find somebody to send you a bootleg tape. I can't rem- I honestly don't remember how I got a hold of that. Maybe if I racked my brain, I could figure it out. But what I'm getting at is we were also big fans of Led Zeppelin. Absolutely. And I am jealous of you because at Hartsfield Airport, you ran into Robert Plant. I did run into how Robert that, Plant. What's going on there? It was just, it was these, Robert Plant has not aged well. 
Um, so he looks more like a poor interpretation of Robert Plant than actually Robert Plant. Yeah. Um, but I went up to him and we just had a just a random conversation. And I didn't ask him for an autograph. Yeah. I didn't ask him for a picture. I wish I had uh-huh. just so I'd have a picture of myself and Robert Plant. But I just talked to him for about two, three minutes, just shooting the bull. I so shook what? his hand. Was he just sitting in the terminal waiting for a flight? Standing, actually. Okay. He was standing in the terminal. So Was uh, he on Southwest? Was he in like the B group uh, waiting to board? This <laughs> was on Delta. Huh. So um, he was just basically just hanging around. Wow. And yeah, so I walked up to him. And he's, he's wearing sunglasses. He was not trying to hide, but he also wasn't trying to... I don't know, like like be presumptuous or yeah. Something. I just but, you just figure some people are going to be on private jets, yeah. and some people are going to be inside the terminal. Maybe he was waiting to get on a private jet, but okay. maybe that's uh, maybe that's what happened. That's but cool. went over, recognized him, and this was right after he had done some sort of tour with Jimmy Page. So his his he was more recognizable than he mm. had been in years past. At least he was more out and about. Right. But yeah, it was a uh it was it was kinda cool. That's my big celebrity uh celebrity encounter. Yeah, and and then you also met from the Black Crows and former Walton High School uh, I, I can't say alum because I don't Flunky. think I graduated. Yeah. Look out. <laughs> Went to my high school years before I did. Chris Robinson of the Black Crows. I, How was that encounter? I That was a completely different encounter than what I had. <laughs> that with sounds Robert like me Plant. and Jeff Blauser Absolutely. <laughs> from the Atlanta Braves. I remember that story as well. We should get to that. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I, I remember, uh, cr- yeah, Chris. Chris Robinson. Mm-hmm. Sorry, there's, there's two Robinson yeah. brothers. Rich is the guitarist, Chris is the lead singer. Uh-huh. This was in my uh, out of school, just being able to afford the alcohol that I really wanted to afford. So we would uh, go out in Buckhead, Georgia, go bar hopping. And we ran into one night, um, Chris Robinson. And by run into, literally, we ran into him. Mm. One of my friends bumped into him and said, excuse me. And Chris turned around and could not have been a bigger he was like, you, there is no excuse for you. I just started berating my buddy. My buddy is twice the size of Chris Robinson, but had the good sense just to turn around and keep walking. Apparently, it happened later on that night as well, and whomever Chris Robinson berated did not have the polite demure of my uh, my buddy and Uh-oh. apparently beat the ever-living hell out of Chris Robinson. Oh. And the reason I heard about this was they delayed the album release because there was supposed to be a photography shoot for the album cover, and Chris couldn't do it because he'd had the ever-living hell kicked out of him. So when I heard about that, I was like, I was there that night, and yeah, he was being a jackass. So I'm glad someone did beat the hell out of him. Oh, my. Oh, wow. That's uh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. I had to go and figure out which album that was. You gotta, uh, it get a was, year? I do. That was 90, no, 2001, hmm. 2000, somewhere around there. So um, they had already, they had already uh, it's, it's a blue album cover and they're all wearing white, huh. like white suits. Okay. So I can't remember what the name of the album is. That sounds. It's a good album though. Yeah. Okay. Um, what were we talking about? Um, oh, my Jeff Blauser thing. Yes, that's right. So over the summer in college, I, I worked at a, um, I worked at the church's radio, radio station, station yeah, right? Yeah. And one of the guys had a press pass, and he said, hey, pick a game, and we'll go down there, and you can go in the locker room and stuff and hang out, and it was cool, right? Oh, yeah, back when the Braves were king of all creation. Right, and so this would have been the summer of 
six, I think. I don't know. But I'm just in the locker room. He's doing his job reporting and stuff. And I'm just kind of hanging out just like a kid in a candy shop, you know. And I was right next to Greg Maddox and I didn't say anything. And then it kind of hit me because he was in and out of there real quick. It's like, you're never going to have this chance again. You know, start talking to people, right? So I went up to Chipper Jones, who was very nice, talked about meeting Bono in in, in Hartsfield Airport. Interesting. And then off in the background, while me and Chipper are talking, I hear someone impersonating Beavis and Butthead, the, the Beavis laugh, and it's Mark Limke. Who is, he's laughing like Beavis, which I am so angry right now because since I got COVID, I can't, my voice is not recovered to where I can impersonate Beavis properly. Really? So I won't even attempt it here. Wow. And it breaks my heart. And I'm, Mine as well. And I'm not being facetious. <clears throat> so he's in the corner laughing like Beavis, making fun of Bono's name. Because that's what Beavis and Butthead did it. You know, sure, you, totally. know, you, know the, you know the shtick. Right. I okay. Have. I'm familiar. It's a family show. So anyway, um, so Chipper, me, and Mark Lemke are talking. And all of a sudden, I hear a, a voice off to the side say, who's this? Okay. And he's looking right at me. And it's Jeff Blauser. And I look to him and I said, oh, hi, my name is Keith Malinak. He goes, no, no, no. I don't give an F who you are. I want to know who you guys are talking about. And I wanted to say, why didn't the Rockies take you first in the expansion draft like we had wanted? Oh, but anyway, man. Uh, so that was my uh, encounter with a celebrity oh, who was a jerk. Go. Oh, But uh, yeah, it's good times. So. Oh, yeah. But everybody else in the locker room was great after that. Well, you know, after that, that broke the ice and stuff like that. And anyhow, just the great Braves players of the mid 90s. Anybody you can think of was at the minimum cordial to me in that encounter, except for Jeff Blauser. Well, Jeff Blauser is not really a great brave player, so. (laughs) (laughs) So you also um, were in a bathroom next to a a pro wrestler. Tell us about this. (laughs) I can't believe we're talking about this. (laughs) Yeah, we are. You put in the email. (laughs) Uh, Why did I, why in the world, what did I been drinking whenever I put that in the email? (laughs) No. We were at, we were at US Play and there were this, there was this big, this was Bowling alley, right? Yeah, bowling alley and video games and all of the, Mm -hmm. uh, all of the above. And there was this buzz going around that Buff Bagwell was also at U.S. Play. And Buff Bagwell, for those of you who are not familiar with wrestling, was kind of a big deal in the late 90s, early 2000s. So I uh, walk into the restroom, and there, <laughs> standing next to me in the stall, is Buff Bagwell. All right. Yeah, so that's um, so do you, that's my I, Buff Bagwell story. Okay, but... but- you know, guys don't talk to each other no. in the bathroom. No. Come on. Just no, don't do no, that. No, 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 no. So you just recognized him. I recognized him. But was his back turned to you? I mean, you weren't like peeking over there like, no, while no, you're no. taking a leak, you're not going, dude, that, that, yeah. It's kind of hard to miss anyone whose name is Buff Bagwell and is, uh, <laughs> you know, obviously twice the size of anybody else who is in the, uh, who is in the entire place. So okay. Very cool. He certainly had the pro wrestling aura. All right. All right earliest memory is your third birthday party that is what did something traumatic happen no i think okay. my i think i just had a good time it's the first time in my life i was actually happy so, oh wow yeah. it only took three years it's only three years well that's cool one day i'll get that feeling back you didn't invite me over though for that i'll tell you <laughs> because we didn't meet until two years later dang it you have an out don't you so let's go back to music real quick all right all right because you played the guitar in high school i did and i remember coming over to your house and 
<laughs> I recording. Hope, I hope these tapes are gone. Uh, yeah, you know what? They I found a lot of tapes. <laughs> okay, but we were smart enough not to label any of them. So there's probably recordings of no. this. Remember, it was live from the basement or like what was it? Was it was live from the. From the jail or something. Yeah, like it was that. a yeah, jail theme we, or yeah, something. Yeah, we were inspired by Johnny Cash <laughs> yeah. live from Folsom Prison. We made a very uh, subpar uh, rendition of Johnny Cash live I mean, from the, Folsom. The song sounded so good in our heads. <laughs> oh, it did. Until we played them back. They Be- sounded awful. Because Nathan had a drum kit, right? He did, yeah. He yeah. was actually a pretty good drummer back in the day. Right, but he was never there no. when, when we were over there messing around. So we never had a drummer. So I would sit behind the drum kit. And, and sing. And sing. sing. <laughs> Although it was more of a uh, it was more of a Yoko Ono howl, if I'm not mistaken. All right, now it's getting personal. Oh. No, but uh, I kind of want to find those tapes just to hear them one last time before we set fire to them. Uh, I know, exactly. Oh, my. Okay, but you, one of your lifetime goals, and I'm sure you're kind of being facetious here in the email, but you want to play guitar in front of hundreds of thousands of adoring fans. Back in the day, that was my, okay. uh, that was like, now if I, I would maybe just to tune the guitar for somebody. Maybe okay. I just go up like, get win a celebrity, um, I don't know, what famous, Clapton. I'll go tune Clapton's guitar yeah. and just play a power chord in front of everybody for sound check, and that would be my life achievement. Well, because I don't want you to completely hang this up. I want you to start listening to Better Than Ezra. I don't know if they do this still. Okay. But back in the day, they would do a concert. There's a there's a song called This Time of Year. Okay. All right. It's a, it's a song on um, Deluxe. The, the one that has good on it, okay, that really broke okay. it big for him. All right. And and it's got a simple, I say simple, I couldn't play it, but maybe you could, a simple guitar part. The song is this time of year. Go learn that, okay? All right. And you still got your guitar? I do. All right. So go learn that, then then wait for Better Than Ezra to tour, and then maybe he'll call you up, because I've seen this happen at, at shows of theirs. Green Day does it too. Okay. Yes. You yeah. call, call up someone from the ice, come play the guitar for the song. And I, I remember like the one that really stands out, this guy was really good, and then he just started like jamming to something else. And Kevin Griffin was just the lead singer. He's like, you can keep the guitar, man. You know, this is this song's yours. All you. Nice. Oh, so that could happen. All right. All so right. You Fingers just crossed. Go, there you go. Yeah. One day. Find out the bands that are coming to town. That have simple guitar riffs. They have simple guitar riffs that are going to tour, uh, you know, if that ever happens again. One day. And uh, make it happen. Your, I like it. Your dream might happen. All right. Okay. Um... I, I don't know if you want to discuss any of these, but uh, under the question, do you have any regrets? You said, I have a few. Do you want to explore any of these here uh, while you're laying on the couch? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes, I do have a couple of regrets. Okay. Be, of, being Keith's friend. Being <laughs> Sitting down for this podcast. That is not not a regret. That <laughs> okay. is a, a not a regret. Um, I remember, I think you and I had a conversation last time that you were in town. It's talking about how everybody who grew up in Marietta, we were under the influence of Lockheed. Remember, all of our rich friends had uh, parents who were employed by Lockheed. So there was this aerospace kind of presence. Wait, and, wait, hold on. Uh, honest question. Honest question. Yes. Was I sober when we had this conversation? 
Probably not. Because I do not. So far, it does. It sounds like you're talking about somebody else. We were talking. This was after the after our fantasy football draft, okay. and we were going uh, to Roswell to go have a uh, have an adult beverage. Oh, um, so it was in between. It was in between. Um, Rebecca was there, so yeah. Rebecca was interceding on our our okay. man time. But we started talking <laughs> about. I think no, we started talking about the Challenger. It, we got into the uh, about the Challenger explosion. Right. Uh, I don't know how in the world we started talking about the Challenger. Okay. But we were talking about how. Growing up, I had my heart set on being an astronaut, which is part of the reason why I was yeah. running and lifting weights and doing all this. Oh, wow. I was like a little so kid. that's what first motivated. That's you. what first motivated. Okay, me. and then the Challenger exploded, and it scared half the kids out, myself included. Really, from being an astronaut. So wow, I regret not following my dream and just seeing how far that could have taken me. Okay, but Elon Musk is about to send regular people up into outer space. See. Would you ever consider that? Absolutely. So so now you're at the point where you're like, eh, I'm doing this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have to live my life. Of course, life. you're going to have to pony up some cash, and it's the the, the ticket is quite steep to what get else on that. I, what else am I going to spend my money on? <laughs> I'll give you some ideas when we're done recording. I like it. Okay. And uh, it involves... Uh, Writing my name on a little <laughs> rectangular piece of paper. And a couple of zeros after A couple of zeros after it. See, my biggest regret is that you never really got into CB radio. Like, I was able to get Ricky and Bert, but uh, oh, I'm not bitter. I'm just saying. Bert. <laughs> Good old Bert. What's in your Amazon cart right now? Do you got your phone there? I do. Have Why don't you that. share with the class what's in your uh, Amazon cart? All right. Because I'd kind of like here. to know. There is actually there's this is gonna be a wide since I share an Amazon cart with my lovely wife. Let me go and see what my orders are. So these are gonna be really oh, no. really interesting. Don't embarrass Rebecca. I promise nothing. <laughs> so in my Amazon cart, ultra dishwashing. I don't know what that is. That's obviously mm. Rebecca. So my friend <laughs> Carrie told me about this hot sauce that I have procured huh. um what brand it is j and j's private reserve habanero hot sauce oh no yeah. thank you um protein shake huh. amino acids wow um so wait now because because you've been running and, I have been. and and you're getting ready to do some sort of competition right i bailed on that i was you going bailed to, on it yeah i was, was going it? to do a uh, triathlon and then i got offered to go do a golf trip instead and the idea of drinking beer and yeah. uh, eating chicken wings was a lot more appealing than yeah and it also triathlon. keeps me from feeling terrible about myself well i'm, I'm gonna try to do it later okay yeah and you're in your mid-40s uh, i am in my mid-40s so this triathlon stuff is it against people of similar age and no everyone has their own um you compete against people your own age oh, yeah so, that's what i'm saying yeah, so you're not yeah. going against some 19 year old you were running at the same time but technically i'm competing Got it. against folks who are of my same oh good luck same man. gender and age thank you sir so this is going to be so you're, you're going to shelve it this year and hopefully in shelve 20 it till later this year okay till later this year all right well good luck thank you i hope you uh Hope you get another trophy right. for your closet. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, you were supposed to surf in Cabo until COVID happened. Oh, son of a... Yes. So, had you surfed before? Uh, yeah, I've surfed East Coast. I've never surfed West Coast. Oh, and listen Those to are where this. the waves are. I, no, 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 well, no, 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 well, no. Well. But yeah, yes. Is t it really? So, the, the waves on the West Coast are... Are going to be a little bit larger than wow. the waves on the East Coast. I didn't realize that. There you go. Huh. So, so how many times have you gone in your life? Like three times. Okay. But surfing in Charleston's different than surfing in Cabo San Lucas. That's right. So you started going to Charleston after we lived there. Yes. 
so we never crossed paths there specifically. Is that not the greatest town on earth? It is a complete and total hellhole as far as I'm concerned. Why? I'm just not a fan of Charleston. A whole bunch of snutty. Now, I've heard that since we've lived there, which was 10 years ago when we moved away, that it's gone downhill rapidly. But you're you're not saying that. You're uh, no, just no, saying, no. I'm saying that it's just it's it, snooty. It's snooty and touristy, and oh. you know they've they, they've turned Charleston into New Orleans. By my see now, if opinion. you had gone there when I lived there, I could have shown you. It's a great town. Oh, well, I know. And uh, wow, I, yeah. I've never. I've honestly, I've never heard anybody criticize it like that. Well, so. I'm also I'm going there on business, so I'm doing fancy business dinners and things along those lines, and dealing with where the, all do you travel for business. Charleston. That's it? No. Uh, well, right now, yeah, Charleston. That's uh, that's pretty much it. But you ever get out to Texas? I need to. I went to Austin a couple years ago. Oh, thanks for telling me. Yeah. Um, I really just set you up for that. Right. Uh, okay. On the social media, you are on Instagram as Van Stonica. That's right. Van Halen, Rolling Stones, and Metallica, my three... At one point, my three favorite bands. <laughs> uh, on Twitter as well, Van Stonica. I, I, I hardly ever do Twitter. I read your Twitters, though. Why don't you engage over there? But wait a minute. You have a backup Twitter? Yeah, I think I forgot my passcode at one Bin point. Bin Daddy P. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Well, so where do you want us to find you on Twitter? Probably Bin Daddy P. Just look for the broken picture of Bobby Petrino. That's my... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the worst Falcons... Co- and I mean, that's saying something, because they had Marion Campbell twice. Twice. Yes, the Swamp Fox. <laughs> and so you've got... that. That's... Okay, let's talk about. Hold on, this is this is how my brain works. Okay, I could sit here and talk about Bobby Petrino and uh, how he is just a terrible person, and I could talk about Marion Campbell and how he was just a terrible coach. But you mentioned the Swamp Fox. That's right. Next time you get to Charleston, all right, you've got to get to the Francis Marion Hotel. Okay, named after the Swamp Fox, Francis Marion. Eat their she crab soup. She crab soup, I'm not going to argue with because that is a delicacy in Charleston that I rather enjoy. Okay. Now, I will say, uh, Charleston bad, Kiowa good. That's a, uh, we vacation in Kiowa every year. Do you ever get over to Sullivan's Island? Yes, actually, I do. Like, what's the really cool looking white house that's there on Sullivan's Island that overlooks the bay? That's my house. That is your house. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I don't know. Did you actually live there? I would have visited you. I, I, I honestly, I don't know. Um, well, let's see here. Hang on a second, Charleston. Okay, because if if next time you go, if you would like. I will give you all of the things you should be doing there. Chances are they have all changed since you've moved. Okay. I remember you, you gave me this. Oh, I did already give you this? Okay. Yeah. And then I, like there was one thing that was still open. What? Yeah. I think no, it, I, stop it. I think it was Fort Sumter was the only thing that was still open <laughs> whenever you were there 10 years ago. Uh, okay. Well, I'm just looking at my list. You suck. All right. Anyway, Ben Payne, uh, is there anything that we've missed here that, that we need to? I think so. So Ben Payne, everybody, uh, who... I'm sorry. I grew up calling you Benji. No, that's all right. In it's, fact, it's, it's, kind still... of come, it's come back around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's unique. All right. So Benji Payne, everybody, my guest on this edition of At The Mic. And uh, I didn't tell you this before. You're actually not allowed to leave this room until you make a fantasy football trade with me. Cool? cool. <laughs> Done. It was so much fun sitting down with my lifelong friend, Ben Payne. And I appreciate you joining me for today's conversation. Next week, I hope you'll join me as well when I bring you two conversations for the price of one. My friend Erin Zinger chats with us about her life story, and my co-worker Chance Foreman is going to be here as well. He's going to discuss his very unique art style. you got to hear about that. That's next week when you head over to at 
themikeshow.com. And don't forget all of the merchandise available to you when you head to atthemikeshop.com as well. We've been adding some new stuff. Nicole's been busy, so go and check that out if you would, please. That's going to do it for now. Please do share this podcast if you've enjoyed it. If your friends need something to break away from from the crazy world that we live in, I hope that uh, you will think it worthy to share this podcast with your friends and family. And be sure to rate and review through iTunes so that more podcast listeners can discover this show. Until next time, go be free, and thank you for listening. This has been At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. Head to atthemikeshow.com for archived episodes, sponsor information, and ways to connect.